0: Hi everyone, and welcome to another episode with Escape's Corner today with Dr. Joel Kahn, a lifelong almost vegan and doctor cardiologist. And he's been very active in this um, like plant-based uh, community. And uh, I thought it would be interesting to have a talk to him uh, to see kind of what, what his ideas are when it comes to uh, you know, nutrition, longevity, and so on. Um, and, uh, yeah, I hope you, 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 especially for the plant-based people, maybe you can get some really good points from this one. Uh, there are some points that we definitely agree on and uh, there are some points that I uh, definitely don't agree on, but this was not meant to be a debate, but rather to be something helpful for you that is you know into this more plant-based kind of lifestyle so i think this has a lot of good tips for you guys and uh yeah uh looking forward to the next couple of podcasts coming up uh where we're going to talk a bit more about you know science and so on uh with people that do science okay see you next time and yeah i hope you like this write a comment below so i know what you think Bye. Um, yeah uh, uh, an honor to have a uh, very special guest on the show today uh, which is um, our uh a very popular doctor out of uh, the states Detroit, not chicago uh Dr Joel Khan. uh welcome to escape his corner
1: thank you Thank you
0: um, so we um most people um i think it might have heard about you or uh, i hope so uh but i'm thinking also maybe if some people don't especially here in germany uh haven't heard so much about who joel is so um do you have a, like a short um biography about um mr khan
1: sure no problem well I am about to turn 62 years old. I am a medical doctor, as you introduced me, and I've been specializing in heart disease, cardiology for practicing over 30 years. So I've been doing this quite a long time. I live in a suburb of Detroit, Michigan, where the automotive makers and we have big BMW and Mercedes Benz offices are located. Um, been here my whole life except for medical training. I've been to Germany, lovely, lovely country. Um, I trained in treating heart attacks, some of you know what stents and angioplasty and emergency bypass surgery all are, Uh, and I've done many thousands of those uh, procedures on patients, but I adopted personally a all-plant diet when I was 18 years old, so that's 44 years ago, It was just a reaction to the food in the dormitory at University of Michigan in Ann Arbor. And I didn't know there was much medical importance to that. I just liked eating from the salad bar. It was a very simple decision and it worked well. And as I got into medical training, I realized that nutrition was a key part of cardiology for sure and of most medical expert uh, areas. And I started studying it on my own at conferences and became more and more interested, not just in nutrition, but also fitness, meditation, sleep, stress management, sexual health. And I went back almost 10 years ago to university, like at nighttime weekends, and I got a certification in lifestyle cardiology. Very few places uh, offer that. And I've just kept going. So now I've written six books on lifestyle or plant-based, or you can call it vegan. It's all the same. Um, I've done many TV shows, many articles, uh, active on Instagram. Please follow me, drjkahn, Dr. Jay K-A-H-N-J-Con. Same on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. Um, And, you know... We, we fight a lot about this topic. We don't fight about the topic, should you sleep at night? We don't fight about the topic, should you work out uh, with Ricard? But we fight about what you should eat. And I've gotten involved in that on the Joe Rogan show, which a lot of people watch and other TV shows. So uh, we'll talk about all that. But enough about me. I'm married. I got three ch- kids. I got two rescue dogs. I'm drinking black coffee because it's morning here. And I uh, hope to see you in Berlin soon. Yeah,
0: awesome. Yeah, I just I finished off my, my double espresso here. Um, and um, yeah, so uh, uh, right now, actively, what, what are you uh, doing? Um, yeah,
1: I have uh, a clinic. I am an active doctor. I actually see patients from all over the world. Uh, of course, by Zoom, more and more. Uh, people were flying in. I really focus on, a lot of people come to me, they have heart disease, they've had a heart attack, a stroke, they've had bypass surgery and they don't want any more of that. And of course I will work with them to make a plan. Why did you have heart disease? Everything about your diet, your sleep, your stress, your family, everything. Um, And it might be prescription drugs, might be vitamins, certainly will be food. I mean, everybody in my clinic has to watch Forks Over Knives, What the Health, Game Changers movie. They want to watch more. There's more out there, but those are the big three. They can read my book. They can read Dr. Ornish's book. Anyway, so I see patients. I follow up with patients. It's not just about what's on your breakfast. It's a very advanced measurements of your cholesterol, your inflammation, your blood sugar. And I spend a lot of time talking to people about sleep, a lot. Because yeah, you know, it's it's rough out there right now. It's always been rough. It's a little rougher, and people aren't sleeping. So we talk a lot about getting better sleep. Because when they sleep better, they feel better, they uh, eat better, they go to the gym, and uh, they just uh, often have better body weight. So sleep's really important. Anybody wants to see me as a patient, just let me know. It's I have a clinic called the Kahn Center, K-A-H-N Center, uh, and it's easy to find on the internet
0: yeah um yeah no uh you, you you've been i mean you're very active in let's say the social media space and um uh, you know you share a lot of information on on that space and um i mean you come from a uh let's say you you come from a medical background you see a lot of patients and uh, i think the let's say the states uh the in the states the situation have progressed f- farther in the uh, in the wrong direction uh than in uh, in germany at the moment we are catching up all the time so we're always lagging behind uh, a couple of years uh, when it comes to most most uh diseases and uh especially like cvd and um and uh yeah diabetes and all that uh, so i'm i'm Uh, my I see my uh, and this is kind of where I think we are uh, uh, like the thing that we are doing here at the gym where we're keeping patients out of your clinic in one way Um, and uh, that is also kind of our goal not in particular to keep them from your clinic but you know keep them from going to the hospital uh, so, so they don't have to go to the hospital and
1: I agree I mean you know if you're at your gym if you're combining fitness and some nutrition information, I mean, and you could maybe mention sleep once in a while, yeah. you know, you've conquered, you know, those things that we can control that do keep you out of my clinic, that do keep you out of the emergency room.
0: Yeah,
1: um, you know, we estimate that about eighty percent of all heart disease, and it's a lot of heart disease. That's a lot of people dying or having surgery. Eighty percent is what we choose to eat whether we exercise and whether we smoke or not those three decisions so you're dealing with two of them for sure nutrition and fitness and of course I'm sure you're encouraging people not to smoke so uh, you're doing great work you keep them away from me
0: yeah well uh, basically in the in the long run it's all obviously what we see is getting people more you know, if they can keep uh, get more self-control and, you know, do this by themselves and so on, by all means. um, So it's not like we need to, we need to do, um, uh, keep everyone in our gym. And there's also one reason why we are having these, uh, let's say, discussions and also talks with people online so we can share even more value and uh, to people to already, you know, Uh, start doing stuff at home and this is also the reason why i uh reached out to you because i uh, i definitely we have a lot of people that are uh plant-based vegan uh and uh me myself i'm 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 not uh, vegan or plant-based and uh i've had uh you know history or a history of doing that and so on and uh but I always think it's good to uh, help people where they are, and uh, uh, for whatever reason uh, they are land-based or whatever, if they're uh, carnivore or whatever, I I want to be as good as possible to help those people in the situation where they are at. And uh, uh, I think uh, uh, what what we can do or what I can do is I don't need to tell people. To you know, convert from from Christianity to Jewish or to to Islam or whatever. I just need to make them as good Christians or Jews or or Muslims as possible. If, right. if that makes sense. Um, and I think the base uh, base of all these uh, whatever nutritional choices you might have is quite similar. But um, so let's let's just dig into because you have most the most uh, let's say experience i would say or much more experience than me helping people that uh, are actually on a plant-based diet too so right uh, what are the, like the common uh, things that you uh, see plant-based uh, people doing uh, that you know is an easy fix for them to uh, maybe enhance their diet a bit
1: right so i mean if they're already plant-based Um, or largely, I mean, you know, if you're eating once a week fish or once or twice a week, a piece of beef, um, but all the other meals are plant-based, I mean, for many people that works out okay. I don't do that and you don't need to do that, but I'm not going to, like you say, I'm not going to say your religion is bad and mine's better because you're almost there. I'm pretty slow and easy with people. I'm not pounding the table unless they have some very serious medical disorder, which is relatively uncommon. And it's not going to be the people that you're training in your gym facility. But nonetheless, um, if people are eating largely or completely plant-based, I'd say there's two kind of common problems. One is the processed food plant-based. And that's where just briefly, the word vegan, many people use, uh, was created in 1944. The word was the a mind of uh, Donald Watson was his name in London. And he took the word vegetarian and they created a society, the British Vegan Society. It was all about animal ethics. As much as possible, we won't use animals for clothes, for food, for comfort. We'll honor uh, a very sensitive ethical approach. So that word is everywhere, of course, vegan food everywhere. And some people, you know, are comfortable eating relatively poor quality food, but it's vegan and it can be soda pop and it can be chips and it could be coconut milk ice cream every night. Well, you know, one pitfall is too much of that. It's fun once in a while to have a sloppy vegan meal, um, uh, you know, a cheeseburger that's not meat and not dairy. But... So one pitfall is not enough whole foods. I mean, you know, I call one ingredient foods. A strawberry is a strawberry. You can't turn it over and read 26 chemicals in it like you can with some of the fake burgers, fake pizzas, fake sausage. Um, So most of the plant food you eat should be plants, not in a factory. There's a a quote many years ago, if it's uh, made in a plant, skip it. If it's made from a plant, eat it. But nowadays it's confusing because there's a lot of grocery store plant foods that are really not much different than frozen foods and fast food. So enough said. Do we actually know that it's bad for you? We do. The Harvard School of Public Health in Boston did a study two, three years ago. People that were eating largely plant-based, was it high-quality whole plants? Or was it largely processed, chips, uh, bars, uh, powders, frozen, and soda? And it turns out that from a heart disease standpoint, those that were eating the processed food vegan diet didn't do very well. They actually, in that study, seemed to almost do worse than the general U.S. public. Mm -hmm. Those that were eating vegan whole food, largely, don't have to be perfect, uh, unless you really are a sick heart patient but those that ate vegan whole food did much better than the average. So plant diets are great for the heart and blood sugar and waistline and sexual function and brain. And now we know joints um, You know, for conditions like rheumatoid arthritis, uh, maybe some diseases like lupus, uh, we respond. That's one pitfall, too much junk. And some people are still overweight. They're eating plant-based and they're significantly overweight and they're frustrated and you just gotta go through breakfast. Is it a bunch of food bars or are you having a bowl of oatmeal, you know, lunch? Are you having a frozen meal that somebody put a lot of oil and plant cheese or are you having a gigantic salad with beans and peas and a few walnuts and maybe some uh, balsamic vinegar or wine vinegar? So you gotta ask these questions in detail. And then um, the second pitfall is an honest discussion about vitamin levels. Now, the the vegans get beat up. Oh, how can your diet be good? You got to take vitamin B12 and other people take more than that, vitamin D and others. The reality is if we took any of your friends who are eating just a typical German diet and measured in their blood vitamin levels, which is what I do in my clinic, there'd be major, major, major deficiencies in their diet. Obviously they may not be eating enough fiber. We get tons of fiber. They certainly are probably not eating enough vitamin C foods because we eat more plants and more fruits and more beans and peas. If, and you can measure these things. Um, but in our own plant-based diet. So we don't own the fact that our diet might leave some nutrition concerns. That's very common. We just talk about it a lot more and it's conversation. So I recommend to people either, if you're gonna do particularly 100% plant diet and you're gonna do it long-term, either find a doctor that will check, what's my vitamin D, like David level? What's my vitamin B12 level? Maybe you can find somebody who will check your zinc level, your iodine level. Um, these are a little fancier, they are available. Um, and all. Then finally, if you don't want to get the blood check or your doctor, some doctors just have never ordered vitamin levels on their patients. Take a multivitamin. And there are a few that are made specifically for vegans. Um, I take a multivitamin. I don't think it's available in Germany. It's called Complement Plus. It's made by an athlete, Matthew Frazier, who's a pretty well-known athlete in the United States. Uh, no meat athlete is his tag name. But in That's one, funny. The, the, best, yeah. the,
0: the best CrossFit in the world, his name is Matt Fraser or Matthew Fraser, too.
1: Huh. Interesting. Probably yeah. not plant based. He might no, be. No, he is not. Yeah, yeah usually not at CrossFit, but there's, there are many. Um, but there's a multivitamin that in one capsule has D, B12, a little iodine, a little zinc, a little, um, it's called selenium. You can get that from Brazil nuts. You can get iodine from eating seaweed or kelp you can get vitamin D from eating mushrooms. You probably should take B12. Anyways, it's a combination vitamin. There's one made in Australia that maybe that's available in Germany, it's called Future Kind, Uh, it's in the United States. Anyways, eat real food, supplement intelligently and tell your meat eating friends they probably should get their nutrition checked, and they're probably missing nutrition. The final one, just not to belabor this, one of the nutrients that's really important for health, and everybody's heard the word, is omega-3. And we think about fish and fish oil capsules. Uh, It's possible to measure omega-3 levels in the blood. I do it in my clinic. And that's where you find, I think that is the most common nutritional deficiency in vegans and in the general public eating meat, unless they're eating salmon, sardines, eating a lot of ground flax seed, chia seeds, hemp hearts, which are becoming more and more popular uh, and they're a good thing to eat. Uh, A lot of people are low in omega-3 and it's not good for your immune system. And that's obviously important nowadays. It's not very good uh, for your cholesterol and your joints. And finally, it's not very good for your brain. So um, it's not difficult. Just eat fruits, vegetables, beans, peas, lentils, Eat whole grains, but throw in some chia seeds, some flax seeds, throw in some hemp hearts and maybe take a multivitamin every other day uh, and you'll have really good health.
0: Yeah, yeah, uh, I definitely, uh, I can just say too that um, what what we from experience, because we, I, I see our gym in one sense uh, is almost like a small laboratory too Uh, so we you know we can monitor people over a long time and we can look at their performance Uh, what we don't have access to here yet is you know uh a real laboratory where we where we could uh, do pull all data uh, blood work and stuff like that but um the thing is we don't um, we don't need to do that in particular because we can, you know, we can observe uh, performance and and obviously just uh, looking at people and asking them, you know, do you do you look better or feel better? Uh, that's a very good uh, estimate to start with. And um, you know, if you're overweight, you you already see that. But we also have you know all kind of ways to measure body composition here we have these kind of scans and everything for that um but what i see with um you know uh plant-based uh not only plant-based but um uh, i think i tend i tend to see it a bit more often is uh some uh like sub uh, sub nutrients in uh let's say here uh, in, um, well in, in, proteins. So they are an under eating, uh, proteins, which is, uh, you know, can lead to that. You are, um, you know, not able to grow as much muscle as you should have. And obviously that is, uh, not just a, it's a big uh, issue for our entire society. I would say that, you know, uh, ortho- orthography where people uh, just uh, are losing muscle, over the age, and this is not, it doesn't have to be that way uh, as long as when we get older, um, it really helps to have uh, more protein uh, in your diet. You know, uh, we, we well, can-
1: let me, you know, I just, if you don't mind, because, you know, we we focus on protein so commonly in the nutrition world in general when we're talking to our patients about vegan diet or not. Um, And you're not wrong, but there is some data that's interesting and um, it's what you just said, but most of your clients are not very old, I would imagine. So there is some data, again, from Harvard School of Public Health, as well as Professor Walter Longo, who's a nutrition guru in Italy and Los Angeles, that until you're about 65 or 70, if your goal is to be healthy and avoid cancer, heart disease, brain disease, diabetes, a naturally lower protein diet, which some plant based diets are, you know, you're not eating 12 ounce steaks and uh, half a chicken. Um, you're getting plenty of protein from beans and peas and lentils and leafy greens and nuts and seeds, but a lower protein diet till about age 65 or 70 may actually slow the aging process that, you know, takes away our health. After about age 70, to maintain muscle mass, um, whether it's staying vegan, there's a lot of old vegans, but really making sure that there's a lot of protein-rich foods. Um, I'm a big fan. I take a big handful every day of chlorella tablets. You don't have to do this. We don't have to make this complex. But chlorella, little algae tablets, are 65% 65% protein. They're actually the highest in any food on the planet. And just one more little boost of protein, uh, plant-based protein, high quality protein during the day. So you're absolutely right. Some focus on protein is good, but uh, we're not dying. I mean, I've been 44 years vegan and you check my blood, my total protein and albumin levels are totally normal, of course
0: yeah i i think i think we definitely i i I think of the the full picture of you know i want to see a full body composition of you know your muscle mass and with your blood work and so on it gives us uh but i I think like a very easy estimate not only muscle mass like obviously we can see this in in the bodybuilding uh, in the bodybuilders like you can have a lot of uh, muscle mass but uh, be dangerously unhealthy and um, it, you know it, it, it doesn't really have to do with the proteins that much but you know with with everything else that they're just uh, uh, shoving in right uh, but um, yeah so uh, uh, to and to kind of put put a point on that on the protein is that as I see it, as long as you're not losing, you know, leg strength, grip strength, and stuff like that, which we can easily measure. I mean, our audience here we're we're mostly having people between 30 and 60 years old here, um, but uh, definitely like looking at uh, my grandparents, my parents. I I want to have them have as strong legs as po- possible. That's a very good indicator if they're going to live long, um, and um, Yeah, so we have to look at if are there changes, you know, in their if they're training, exercising, taking care of themselves, and they're eating as they should be, and they're still not, you know, uh, they're losing muscle, then we definitely want to look at adding some more uh, protein. Uh, just like a simple, and then you can have, you know, all these individual cases where somebody has some problems with taking up protein for some reason. Uh, it can be ancestral, it can be, you know, uh, genetics, uh, who knows, or, you know, toxins uh, from other places. But, um, uh, yeah, I, I hope those guys that are, you know, plant-based out there, they, they um, you know, that it helps them to understand that a bit more um what i wanted to go into too was this um you know the nutrition discussion that has been the nutrition wars the last years uh like wars is very exaggerated um where do you think that has been uh, going now the last you know last a year or so because my my feeling was that back in you know four years ago uh it started kind of with this tim ferris of optimizing everything and and so on and then we got into um yeah i i mean joe rogan is one one uh one source of course and then we have netflix of course also um that have been into you know we need to find the perfect solution and we have to say this is the only way um to do it and um Um, Yeah, optimizing, we got into, you know, the Joe Rogan uh, where we have specialists like uh, uh, Rhonda Patrick, uh, yourself and, uh, you know, multiple nutritionists and so on uh, telling about their tweak Um, and yeah, obviously like someone like Sean Baker also who who then was on and, you know, all the extremes. So,
1: Right. So, you know, actually, the the food wars, we can call them, they're actually not new. Um, Around 1970, there was a vigorous and pretty well-known food war between two eminent scientists. One, many people know the name Ansel Keys from Minneapolis, Minnesota, uh, who had just completed one of the most uh, informative scientific studies on nutrition called the Seven Countries Study where he felt, along with 17, 18 other world famous scientists, it wasn't just him, he's just the one that's most famous, um, that saturated fat in the diet was a major contributor to heart disease. So cheese, egg yolk, red meat, poultry, lamb, pork, um, pastries with butter and lard, um, that saturated fat. But at the exact same time in England, a less well-known but still known scientist named John Yudkin, Y-U-D-K-N, argued it was sugar, sugar, sugar. And it was a very ugly debate. I mean, it was in the scientific literature. It wasn't on the internet, of course. We're talking 1970. So these food wars are not new. Personally, we know in 2021 that both were right. Um, Even the most recent guidelines in the United States for nutrition, as of three weeks ago, came out cut your saturated fat, cut your saturated fat, cut your saturated fat. So 50 years later, we're still saying it. There are people that argue that's wrong. They're really fringe, noisy voices. And Sean Baker, who is a friend of mine, would be one of them. Don't worry about saturated fat. That's not a responsible statement by a responsible health professional. Um, And we know that excess sugar, whether it's soda pop, whether it's cookies, cakes, ice cream, um, you know, where you're getting it, energy drinks. We know that that's also not good for your health and can lead to obesity and can lead to ultimately other diseases that follow with obesity. So um, they're both right. And then, but just to tell you, about 10 years ago, in 2010, there was a, it's pretty well known, this stuff's all published. It's like conspiracy. It's like what's going on in Washington, D.C. right now. But Um, there was data that the dairy industry was getting very nervous that more and more people were drinking soy milk. And it wasn't really almond milk. It was more soy milk 10 years ago. And they put some money together to try and change the public perception that it wasn't dangerous to eat foods that were rich in saturated fat, like meats and cheeses, but particularly dairy. And in 2010, A scientific paper was published by an author named uh, Patty Siri Torino. And it wasn't new science. It was what's called a meta-analysis or a review. But the way they massaged the data, they concluded eating lots of cheese and meat and eggs and dairy don't seem to cause heart disease. We misinterpreted the data and Dr. Ansel Keys was all wrong. Since then, it's been a slugfest. It's actually been close to 10 years. Um, and most scientists believe that that paper was very poor quality. And a couple others that followed were very poor quality. They've been criticized widely. But you know, once you tell the public, it's okay to eat bacon and eggs and cheese and uh, uh, hamburgers, just take the bun off, but eat the hamburger. Once you tell the public that, you know, they're happy and they're done and that's what they're going to eat. So even though um, these, and then of course, there's a book in 2014, people heard of by an author in the United States, Nina Teichel's Big Fat Surprise. Um, And it continued the theme that we got it all wrong. And there's a new, you know, Bible that you can follow. Uh, You know, the real consensus is we didn't get it all wrong. We eat too much. We eat too much processed food. We eat too much sugar. We eat too much saturated fat. We eat too many animal products. Um, and we don't eat enough fruits and vegetables and beans and peas and whole grains. So, um, you know, you, you were right on a Joe Rogan show. And I've been on, as you know, I've been on the Joe Rogan show a couple of years ago for four hours. You know, it's, it's Hollywood, although he's moved to Texas now. It's Hollywood. It's about entertainment. It's not that you can't have a serious discussion, but it's not exactly the equivalent of the university in Berlin to you know the level of discussion. Uh, although when I was on, I tried to keep it high and with the science. I think I think, you know, I think, it, I think it, they do.
0: They try to do a good job. Uh, yeah, they try up there. And, but I mean, Joe especially... Joe
1: Rogan's a good guy. I was honored to be on his show, and it reached you know my ability to talk about the science of eating plant based you know, reached tens of millions of people. That's a awesome opportunity. But the question for your listeners is really a couple. You clearly can feed a human many, many different diets, natural diets, whether they live in Africa or Asia or the States or Europe or Northern Europe or the Mediterranean basin. And you can grow up and become an adult and have children on many different diets, including some really, really bad diets, because the human body is pretty resilient. Um, You might already develop disease by the time you're 20, 30, or 40. It might be obesity, high blood pressure, blood sugar, cholesterol. Your joints may hurt, you may look old, you may be turning gray. I still got a lot of black hair at age 62. I'm pretty happy about that, but at all. But at any rate, the real question is beyond that. It's your parents' age, and when you're 50, 60, 70, what diet is gonna have the best chance of keeping you alive? Not on 10 medications. If you're a guy still able to have an erection, uh, not hospitalized, not surgery, not bypass, not heart attack, not stroke, not diabetes. you know, So-called um, chronic diseases of aging because they're much more common from age 50 and up. And that's where the real debate is. Are you going to be healthy at 60 if you do hardcore keto? Are you going to be healthy at 60 if you do hardcore paleo? And are you going to be healthy at 60 if you do hardcore plant-based whole food? And the answer is they're all better. All those diets I just mentioned are better than the typical diet most people eat. Grabbing a hamburger, grabbing a bacon and sausage biscuit, uh, grabbing a cheese pepperoni pizza. I mean, paleo is better. There's more clean food and there's less processed and refined and sugar. But the data overall suggests a diet that's 90, 95% or 100% whole food plant-based. Have a smoothie or oatmeal for breakfast. Have a gigantic salad without cheese and turkey on it for lunch. Make a beautiful bean chili for dinner. You know, have an apple for dessert. Uh, Drink a lot of water the odds are the best you're going to come out in good shape and still be a good athlete. Of course, uh, I would assume the movie, the game changers, uh, made it to Berlin, uh, you know, last year
0: Netflix um, has been, um, yeah, of I course mean, it's on yeah.
1: Netflix. Right. Yeah. Right.
0: So, um, so hopefully mo- everybody's
1: watching it because the science of the movie, the game changers was very carefully selected. I mean, it's, it's not propaganda. I mean, in fact, all the medical references are on the screen while you're watching it. So, um, you know, I teach a plant-based diet because it is the most scientific to prevent getting sick, but it's also got the best data that if you already have an issue with obesity, blood pressure, heart disease, erectile function, diabetes, um, do something like the Mediterranean diet. And I, you know, you can do a plant-based version of the mediterranean diet i mean it, it the mediterranean diet is a very plant rich diet but you can do it 100 percent some people call that a vegetarian diet you know vegan but patterned on how they might eat in in sicily or italy
0: i mean uh what i what i also tell people is uh because um i think it's good to have your own experience of whatever you uh, go for and um, you know i, I think uh, we have again different adaptations that work better for someone to have more of that less of that and so on uh so the first thing i of course want to get out is as you said like to process foods um and uh, also looking from you know uh environmental perspective uh i also see like all the refined sugar that we have out there uh at least you know uh, in Euro- europe 50 to 60 percent of the refined sugar come from you know shoveled uh rainforests in brazil and and uh, you know those parts of the world um so if you want to save the planet you know let, let's say it's a, it's a non discussion thing uh, really we don't right. need, need that right so we can and I uh, agree and that's not we even can start with that
1: yeah that's not all that controversial I mean I'm not a big fan of the United Nations or the World Health Organization Oxford University but they've all concluded that you know when we grow to 10 billion people on the planet in the next 30 years to chat, And I know I'm very up on technology will help us make more food for more people, but plant-based food will allow us to feed the world without destroying the world. And that is the uh, consensus of many, many bodies. Uh, a report, I think it was last year, maybe it's already two years ago, called Eat Lancet, a worldwide environmental analysis of what food patterns are going to allow us to not destroy the rainforests. And the polar cap and the oceans and you know when you eat plant-based you're still doing some harm to the planet you're just doing a lot less so yeah. that's yeah. what we want to do we want a beautiful world to live in
0: yeah uh, i think i i think like the the eat uh, lancet where i um i haven't read everything there um uh, they've been doing but um i i know i uh, just because i i talked to uh, frank uh, Mittlerner, who uh, oh. I, you know uh, probably know he um, he um, you know has he, he was in a discussion with them because of uh the at least their first report has had a big flaws so they retracted that and i think they they made some modifications on on the last one but i know i mean it, it's a it's based in Scana- scandinavia and right. uh, and i know just from you know um i know the backgrounds of these people and i know they they want to do good and they don't do this maliciously um and uh, i think this is the thing that we need to have is a uh, you know there has to be a dialogue and when it comes to all research and uh, i i'm not here to uh you know have a de- debate i don't think that's the the best um way to get more or uh, good information um but um yeah I, I think the things that we need to you know double down on are these things like can we get people off these processed foods and can we get people off the refined sugar and that's going to make a huge uh, impact as uh, if we look into you know the situation we're in right now uh, with uh, covid uh, hitting us um, in you know over an entire world and especially the western countries um, where we can see that you know the most um, subsef- oh, sorry I can't pronounce this <laughs> uh, but the most sustainable people, uh, no uh, subsessible no uh, sorry the most people that have problems with this, uh, virus and most right. viruses they will have uh you know already diabetes uh, already in the background right. or right, right, right. some other uh, you're you know, right there's been disease.
1: very there's been too little discussion on uh preventing covid severe illness with lifestyle i had covid about six weeks ago i Felt funny for a day, no fever, no cough, no shortness of breath. I thought I was just tired. And two days later, I couldn't smell garlic that my wife was cooking in the kitchen. And I said, uh-oh, and I got swabbed. And I stayed home, but about two days later, smell came back, I never lost my taste. Now, I'm fortunate, um, I'm maybe five pounds less you know, than my ideal, but you know, work out everyday sleep, eat, take vitamins. Um, if everybody had COVID the way I had COVID, and you know, I can't guarantee that to anybody, there are some people in their 30s and 40s that seem to be very healthy and still uh, had a severe illness, but um, you know, not many people have been instructing the public, you know, 2020, 2021 is a great year to drop 10 kilo or get to the gym or eat a big salad every day. You know, protect your health through lifestyle. It's all about drugs and vaccines, and mm-hmm. you know, we we look forward to those being successful, but uh, we're missing the boat without a question.
0: Yeah. So, so one one major thing is, as you said, just um, the underlying thing that I see in many of these diseases is, of course, insulin resistance, and right, uh, yeah. and uh, you know, uh, this is where at least. Uh, this is a hypothesis Uh, you know you need to have real testing on this but hypothesis you can look good you can seem to be looking good you can be an athlete but you can still be insulin resistant
1: well you Uh, can and you can have you know a lot of covid i agree with you a lot of covid we've learned is about blood vessels blood clots some of the tragic deaths have been young people that seemingly their arteries have uh, been very badly damaged by the virus and they have strokes or they lose a leg. Um, And that's all blood vessel health. And I can tell you, because that's my specialty, I test people in their late 30s and certainly in their 40s. And maybe 40 to 45% have silent uh, blood vessel damage that they have no clue about. You have to do a CT scan or an Mm -hmm. ultrasound. And I suspect, I can't prove it, These people are also much more susceptible if they get COVID to a, uh, you know, uh, response that's not very healthy. So, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, check your heart health. That's what I say all the time. Uh, I'm sure in Berlin, I'll just give this pledge. If anybody's going to watch a podcast and maybe they're 45 years old, maybe 50, one of the hospitals, they'll do a CT scan of your heart, CAT scan, Mm -hmm. takes about 20 seconds, painless, safe. No injection, no allergies, and you can find out if you're walking around with silent heart disease, atherosclerosis, or not. And uh, in the United States, it's about a hundred dollar test you pay for. Mm-hmm. I have no idea if you know your insurance pays for it or you have to pay cash in Berlin. I but think if it's you really
0: the health, don't public health care. Yeah.
1: yeah, if you really don't want any surprises in life, you want to know. It's called a heart artery calcium score or a coronary artery calcium score the ct scan and just got to do it and you know you hopefully you get a result that it comes back zero my arteries are clean like when i was 20 but i can tell you that a whole lot of people it doesn't come back zero
0: yeah i think so too so this is where we want to
1: and let me just tell you that there's a very famous fitness individual in the united states podcaster and I'll say his name because it's public, Ben Greenfield. Sometimes Ben Greenfield podcast is, you know, the number one health podcast in the United States. He's a friend of mine. He's a wonderful guy. He's 38 years old and he does Spartan races and 50 mile races and all kinds of, you know, ultra athletic events. Um, But he went for advanced heart testing and to his credit, At age 38, um, he put this all on his podcast. It's all on his YouTube about six weeks ago. And it was scary because blood tests that show inflammation, he's a very meat heavy diet with lots of plants, but it's a very meat heavy diet. A lot of it is hunting and wild game, which is supposed to be healthier. But his arteries at age 38 to his heart were already showing significant signs of problems. And if you can be 38 years old and work out every day and still have arteries that are like a 70 year old, uh, all of the people listening should go get the same CT scan. That's my point. Yeah. Don't assume because you feel good, like you said, and you've got some muscles on your pecs that inside, you know, find out for sure.
0: Yeah, uh, I think so too. I mean, it doesn't, uh, it's not, um, especially now with with the situation, it it really helps you to uh, navigate how you want to, uh, you know, get started. And for most people, it is um, some key points is, yeah, exercise for sure. Uh, I see, you know, diet. But then as you also uh, briefly mentioned is, you know, your sleep. So if you, if you're not taking care of your sleep, well, that's going to affect your insulin levels too. And right. and um, again, this is um, it's showing us that if you're uh, if you're uh, you know beating yourself with a high inflammation, as I see it also, um, from you can overtrain too, so you're yeah. you're constantly inflammated, yeah, right. And that's also going to lead, I mean, basically training is a, a controlled way of damaging your body and, right. and you getting wanna, it stronger, stronger again, right. but,
1: but you got to let a little recovery going on, you know, just in terms of mm. insulin resistance, cause you've brought it up appropriately a few times, um, just so you know, in, uh, there was a study about two months ago. It's always nice to have science. Um, there's a research group in Washington, DC, and you may know the group. PCRM, Physicians Committee of Responsible Medicine. And they did a very difficult 16-week study with overweight people that had insulin resistance. Half were kept on their own diet and half were put on a whole food, plant-based, low-fat diet, sort of like Dr. Ornish, Dr. Esselstyn, Dr. McDougall, Dr. Barnard. But they did measurements of insulin sensitivity And they actually did MRI of their muscles to see how much fat was built up in their muscles. Because one of the theories is insulin resistance is due to fat droplets in your muscles and in your liver. And if you can get rid of them, you will return to insulin sensitivity. Anyways, after four months of a simple whole food, plant-based low-fat diet, uh, those fat droplets reduced in the liver, in the muscles, insulin sensitivity improved, very, very high-end science that just demonstrates the power of stop eating bacon and eggs and start eating a bowl of oatmeal or a salad for breakfast or a green smoothie uh, would be much better for you.
0: Um, I haven't read that study so I can't uh, comment on it but um, I mean definitely I I, this is one of the reasons why we do this podcast why we talk about nutrition is um, you know unfortunately uh, you have to go out there and and dig a bit and get interested and this is your best weapon to um, you know get further and uh what I as I see it is is a constant constant you have to do and it's nothing you know in particular that has to take you all your day and all your life to do this but to, just to get more interested and to understand a bit more about physiology about yourself I mean why wouldn't you want to be a bit more optimized for you know your work uh for your family be there for your you know grandkids when you're uh, older and basically as i see it also if you're young and you you don't care about the future <laughs> that much but you know be mm-hmm. uh be a bit more sexually uh, attractive or you know active possible to be <laughs> active and you know have more fun in that uh section too right um has to be uh, you know um important and especially now know we see so much um uh, obesity growing up like we see this in the states it's, it's um it's a horrible view from from our perspective to see what's going to come here so uh I, I i i hope we can create these hedges against this you know of people that are you know getting the wrong um um yeah let's say the the processed food inside themselves and um so that's kind of the at least from my my perspective my my first intention is to get people interested and and uh you know start to dig and so on um speaking of training so what kind of training uh uh, is uh what's your regime when it comes to Uh, (laughs)
1: uh, i do something every day Uh, I do it at home now. I used to go to a gym a couple of miles from my house. It actually saves time to do it at home or outside, but it's pretty cold out there right now. Um, And I don't have a trainer and I'm not trained as a trainer. My main goal is not to hurt myself. (laughs) So I vary it around a lot. Uh, I do something strange every day. I do a yoga flow called the five Tibetans. And anybody can read about it, Uh, an ancient yoga flow that's a lot of core flexibility and strength. Um, And every day I do that. I actually have a power plate, a whole body vibrational plate. And I actually do this yoga sequence with a power plate. So I just, it gets the muscles flowing. It uh, has some data. These whole body vibration plates are good for bone density and bone health. Um, I enjoy that. And I will sometimes do that with free weights around. Um, And then I'll do 15 minutes of pretty intense cardio. It could be a HIIT protocol on a bike, a treadmill, a rower. Um, And some days that's all I get. I get 25 minutes and I have to buzz off. And other days, of course, I'll add on a little bit more. I live on a lake. So in the summer, I'm always kayaking, swimming, um, paddle boarding. Um, but I'm not a long distance guy. I've never been a long distance guy. I was a slow fat kid. Um, now a slow, not fat adult. Uh, and again, I, it's just, I think it's better to do something most days for your whole life, you know, than jump in and get all excited for three months and then give up on it. So I literally seven days a week am in my basement, uh, usually in the morning, doing some uh, workout, some strength, some yoga, flexibility, and definitely some cardio. What I'm playing with right now, just since you're in the fitness world, um, there's an apparatus where you, while you do maybe a 15 minute hit protocol on your stationary bike, there's a big bag full of 100% oxygen, and you've got a very tight mask on your face. This is a commercially available product in yeah. the United States. And it alternates between breathing 100% oxygen and it goes down to 15%, back up to 100%. Oh, okay. It's not really what's called hyperbaric oxygen that takes a big tank, but it does alter it. And there is some interesting data. You know, you know the concept hormesis, yep. stress you know, uh, repair, stress repair, that even in 15 minutes you can get more out of a workout in terms of cellular function mitochondrial function muscle training so i i don't have a conclusion for you yet Mm -hmm. it's based on a lot of science that's out there but my own personal experience with it i like to try new things i mean yeah uh, some of them can be expensive but this was (laughs) i'm i'm borrowing this for the meantime
0: i i think something that might you know Kind of touch on that is, uh, I know you you promote um, some sauna use mm-hmm. or infrared sauna use, and I yeah. uh, I, I mean I'm I'm half Finnish, so uh, I, I I can live in a sauna, uh, but um, what about <laughs>
1: what
0: what a, what about the cold? So
1: yeah, uh, so that's new for me. I mean, in the last year, I may add some Wim Hof breathing in. Other people know, you know, other breathing patterns called buteco breathing, a little quieter, softer, shallow breathing. Um, and I will, I won't, I won't jump in my lake in the winter. Uh, that's, I'm not there yet, but I'll, I'll alternate hot and cold in the shower several days a week yeah. for about two, three minutes. Um, you know, I'm not convinced what it does. Uh, maybe you make more brown adipose tissue and metabolically healthy to have more brown adipose tissue as opposed to white adipose tissue. Uh, That's been in the news lately. But I think, uh, you know, cold is good. And you're right, the Finnish data. I mean, there was a lot of data for infrared sauna. And a lot of it came from Japan over the last 30 years for heart patients. Mm -hmm. But there is a cardiologist in Helsinki, young man with a very Finnish name, I won't try and pronounce Mm -hmm. uh, way too many consonants in his name. But he's been publishing a lot of data about the health benefits of Finnish sauna um, mm-hmm. on the on the general public. They, you appear to live longer yeah. if you answer the question, "I'm in my sauna most days of the week for fifteen or twenty minutes." Now it might be those people are just healthier, better habits, better diet, uh, but when they try and you know separate that by multivariate analysis statistics, it still seems like sauna may have an anti-aging effect that, you know, if you have the opportunity to benefit from it, benefit from it.
0: I can explain uh, just for the listeners and um, uh, for viewers is that in Finland, um, sauna is integrated in every household. So if you move into a house, if you move into an apartment, it is always with a sauna. So one way to get the population to use a sauna more often is simply have that in the in this you know basic uh, outfit of the uh, of the living space that you offer um and yeah maybe that's something some countries can take up too um but yeah no i think the the cold exposure uh has some kind of um relevance as uh, to this the breathing stuff and um can have some uh benefits um but yeah but before we now uh, I'll let you go. I, I have some some short um, questions. Um, sure. Uh, so, first one is uh, which or what has changed your mind? The latest, like in the you know the biggest change in your mind or mindset, the latest five years or or so, or maybe twenty years. I don't
1: know. Regarding nutrition.
0: Yeah, regarding nutrition.
1: I mean. That's a good question. I mean, there's more science that raises the concern about a meat-heavy diet, and there's more science that raises the prospects of a plant-heavy diet than there was five years ago. Uh, Real quickly, people that eat a lot of meat and eggs may have an elevated level in the blood of a chemical called TMAO, four letters, trimethylamine oxide, if somebody wants to know what it is, We didn't know about it 12 years ago. We learned about it about a decade ago. Now you can measure it in the blood. And um, it doesn't appear to be a good thing. It doesn't happen when you eat salads and beans and fruit. It happens when you eat red meat and when you eat egg yolks. So that's a mechanism we didn't even know about from eating red meat. Um, There's a very interesting um, chemical called Neu5GC, N-E-U-5-G-C when you eat meat, red meat, your body may react to it. It's in red meat. It's not in humans. It's in animals. And your body may create antibodies to red meat. And the odd thing about them, it appears from some recent science, these antibodies may attack your arteries. So you eat red meat, you get an immunologic reaction, and it attacks your arteries. Now we need to learn more about it, but the science is Uh, coming along quite strongly. You know, so when we see a Harvard study or it's called epic study of 400,000 people and it appears that those that eat more animal foods have more diabetes, heart attacks, strokes, perhaps a slightly shorter lifespan. Now we're understanding more mechanisms and um, it makes the argument stronger. Less animal, more plant. And there's nothing... There's nothing new in the plant food world that is suddenly dangerous. I mean, I, I said there's there could be vitamin deficiencies. You want to concentrate on some plant protein. You want to have a lot of fiber, not crap. But um, so the data has keep building up to say plants, 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 less animal, less animal.
0: Okay. Um, thank you. So um, if we look at literature, what's your... Uh, what's your favorite giveaway literature uh, or favorite book that you know changed your mind or helped you the most?
1: I mean, I read a book in the nineteen eighties called A Diet for a New America by John Robbins had a very big. I was already vegan, but it had a big impact on understanding some of the background. Um, certainly, the China study, Dr. Ornish's new book called Undo It. Dr. Esselstyn's classic book, Prevent and Reverse Heart Disease. Um, I've got six books, please encourage people to read them. Um, But in the last, like, there's a new book out called Fiber Fueled. It's more about gut health on a plant-based diet by a gastroenterologist in the United States. Fiber Fuel is a very good book. Um, There's a lot, you know, but those are the the classic ones.
0: Uh, i'll try to list those uh uh, thank you um so if it came to it uh what would you go for bacon or beef
1: (laughs) um i would i would fast
0: okay i have to try i
1: you know I, i at this point i'll never eat an animal food unless i'm trapped on an island and i caught a squirrel i mean i have no desire i i sit next to people eating a steak i don't revolt and uh, throw up or be angry but i have no desire to eat that no i think
0: i think it's uh, basically i i i I would i would say a good analogy would be for someone who sees some if you're not a smoker and you see someone smoke you you're not uh you don't really (laughs) urge to smoke um um last one so if you would rate your health on a scale from one to ten or ten is your top, and you know one is very bad, where would you be at right now?
1: Uh, unfortunately, I can I think ten yeah I yeah. wake up every morning, nothing hurts, about seven, seven and a half hours of sleep, and I work on my sleep. I do a thousand things to sleep well, but I sleep pretty well. Um, brain is sharp, energy is high. Yeah. I mean, really very lucky, you know, no prescription medication.
0: Okay. Oh, uh, very good. Have you tried CrossFit anytime?
1: Yeah, I did it about it. Funny. I was thinking about that this morning, about a year, um, eight years ago, I did it for a year with one of my sons hardcore. Okay. Uh, I was convinced I was going to hurt myself <laughs> one of these days, but it was a good experience.
0: Yeah. no well, cool. Um, well, thank you a lot for your time and thank your, you sharing your experiences here. And, um, yeah, I, I love to, uh, you know, keep in touch and from all the, you know, the science and so on behind this, I think there are, uh, you know, uh, even more people we can, uh, reach out to talk to. And, um, yeah, I, I look forward to see also your, uh, you know, your work, uh, your work, uh, out there um thank you and tell you know, me
1: what is the facebook page that it's streaming on so i can share it
0: it is uh should be on our uh, is crossfit one uh okay. we'll have to see uh if, you know
1: oh i see it down there yes it's actually at the bottom of our zoom screen
0: okay you see so yeah. uh yeah and it's on my uh, it's somehow i connected with my private private uh stream but yeah it's. <laughs> it's a technique um it it didn't work with a with a youtube for some reason but yeah it's going to be up there too um thank you everyone for listening joining this um yeah watching this and uh thank you uh
1: thank you very much
0: Joel. and all uh, right yeah keep yourself healthy and uh, you too yeah so bye-bye